0: Hello, and welcome to this week's look at action and stunts on film and television. How are you? Welcome to, well, a swashbuckler. Um, It's a movie that is very exciting to look at, I think. Um, The fact that it took so many prisoners with it um, and ruined careers and shut down companies is, um... Well, it's tricky at the best of times, to be honest with you, but certainly this one was very poorly received and uh, I think a lot of it had to do with the drive and determination of its director, Rennie Harlan, who was married to the star of the movie, Gina Davis, who up until this point, I suppose had been kind of recognized as someone who w- would appear in quirky comedy type pictures, something of that nature. And this was his idea at maybe changing that direction and giving us somewhere to go in action adventure. Um, it was very famously produced carolco pictures now that will maybe you remember carolco pictures because at the start of the movie um if you're familiar with your your film composers you will know there is a lovely little ident and music composed by jerry goldsmith at the start of the the first three rambo pictures total recall Terminator 2 Basic Instinct Right, There's a bunch where you will see That logo at the start Carolco ran from 1976 to 1995 Under the watchful eye of Mario Kazar And Andrew G. Vajna Two names that you will see A lot They are the people behind Carolco They are Responsible for putting this film Out And it cost a lot of money to get the stuff on the screen. Um, if you aren't familiar with the movie that we're talking about this week, here's the trailer for Cutthroat Island. We set sail for Cutthroat Island! More gold, jewels and plunder than you've ever dreamed of. I'm going to split you open. I really think that from now on we should be part of this. 50-50. 60-40. Let's finish this. this so Gina Davis the star and Matthew Modine is her trusty male sidekick in this particular picture called Shaw now early on in the state of production. Um, Michael Douglas was cast as Shaw, and he had certain criteria, like, yeah, I'll be in it if we film it now. Um, He got other productions to do, and he thought he could maybe squeeze it in. But it's filmed in Malta and Thailand. Um, The miniatures are filmed at Pinewood Studios, and there's a great deal to go on and I think that's what we're looking at is the fact that the project that had been created by Rennie Harlan was so fantastic so enormous so out of the norm that the studio probably said you know this guy he's either really got it or we are being led up the garden path here. If he can pull this off, we are in serious, serious financial uh, stability. And so they gave him more money, more money. There was lots of production setbacks. There were lots of delays that cost money. Harlan started putting his own money in towards the end. And it eventually cost the best part of... 94 95 million dollars to make now bear that in mind this is what 1995 96 94 95 and um that's a lot of money but look at what's on the screen the money's there you know and a huge proportion of the success of spending that money on screen and putting it on screen is during the action sequences and there are many and they are under the watchful eye of Vic armstrong who is the stunt coordinator uh, we have uh, dickie beer and Jordi Caseras, who are both uh, the his assistants and the action is relentless there are some magnificent sequences. Great gags in this picture. Clever. Clever stuff in this picture as well. And, um... It's... I think what's trying to happen is that pirate movies then... This is before Pirates of the Caribbean. Hadn't really been a pirate picture. Uh, There was a movie in the 70s called... Swashbuckler uh, with Robert Shaw, and that was quite a quirky little number. Um, prior to that, you have to go to the 1930s and Errol Flynn and Captain Blood. Really, you know, there wasn't no Roman Polanski had done a uh, a movie with uh, Walter, Walter Matthau, I think called The Pirates or Pirates in '86. But then there was Captain Blood before then, and then really before that, you've got the Black Pirate in 1926 with Douglas Fairbanks. So they were few and far between. They were great to do. And as with a great deal of the action, it is sword play. There's some guns being fired, but it's mostly sword play. It's horses and it's fist fights. It is the daily bread of any stunt performer worth his weight and uh there are 35 maybe on this picture some english uh, mostly spanish and they do a terrific job you know you look at the action that's there and you're trying to emulate those moments from those 20s and 30s pictures those classic moments where errol flynn um, Uh, or even Douglas Fairbanks sliding down the um, the mast you know sliding down the sail with a knife at one end you know all that sort of stuff these classic images of those pictures and they do a remarkable job the problem of course is that just it got out of hand I think more than anything else The action is not to blame for this it's purely financial management and signings you know i think michael douglas as i say he was cast he was paid for a uh, proportion of his time on the picture he then couldn't do it because he was working on something else Uh, oliver reed had a cameo uh, in this picture as a character called mordecai fingers but was fired after he got into a fight which, you know, wouldn't be like Ollie, really. He got into a fight and he got fired for exposing himself to Gina Davis. Um, you know, of all the people to do it to, well, we'll, 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 we'll expose ourselves to the star of the movie, oh, who's married to the director so he went as well and again got paid so there's a, a great deal of stuff going on um, trying to emulate these early pictures and Vic does his very best with some terrific stuff um, there's some great horse work um, there's some great fights there's some night nice spits of high work and uh, It's well worth looking at. If you haven't seen it, we're going to look at it on Friday. And if you haven't seen it, there's a bunch of clips on YouTube. Go and do it. Have a look at it. I think it might still be on uh, the iPlayer. It was on BBC Four not that long ago. Um, And I think that's... Have a look at the picture. The script, it's written evidently by a two-year-old. It's utter nonsense from start to finish. But you can, you can kind of let that wash over you because your main priority here is that you want it to be an action-packed adventure. And it is. It is an action-packed adventure. Um, you know, in a modern-day scenario, it would be Romancing the Stone* is probably the best way of looking at this but they've they've got two huge ships they've got to big locations they've made it look amazing are you a bon fan i mean really a bon fan if you enjoy dreaming of what 1991 and 1993 tim dalton films would have looked like or if you have a degree in but still don't know which Fabergé egg is a fake, then the Really 007 podcast is for you. Really 007. We bring an insightful, critical, and silly take on the James Bond films. We are proudly part of the Pod Dojo Network and are available for free on iTunes and Spotify. We have regular, in-depth reviews of every Bond film, as well as special episodes on different aspects of the series. And some of us are a bit down on the Craig era, Robert. While others are happy to pretend to dislike things, just to get cheap laughs. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook and join in on the James Bond Conversation online. Really, Douglas? But it's let down on a number of levels. The story's very poor. Um. There was issues with the casting. Nobody liked Matthew Modine, and yet I think he's excellent in this. I really do think he's very, very good. If anything, Frank Langella, who plays the villain of the part, is a little too... You know, he's, he's read all the books about being a villain in a movie. And then has increased, has turned it up to 11 Um, It's almost as good as that sneer that John Voight does in Anaconda when he's having a shifty at Jennifer Lopez. It's that kind of... And you go, oh, don't do that. Please don't do that. That's just ridiculous. But he does it, and he does it for about 90 minutes. Um, So that's quite alarming. But I really, I urge you before we regroup on Friday have a look at this because there are some terrific moments we're going to go through some the, through some of the sequences we are going to highlight who's who how things are done as well there's a very very exciting moment where Gina Davis uh, it's a uh, it's the horse chase and uh, Modine is in the carriage riding the the steering the carriage with the with the horses in front and she comes crashing out through a window rolls down um, a rooftop and lands in the carriage now the edit is very clever and i've seen so many bits and pieces about oh she's amazing gina davis was wonderful i can't believe she did this for real well she didn't do it for real it's very clearly done as an edit if you slow it down and take a look at it um i suspect that um, it might not even be her stunt double, Michelle Noren. Um, so we'll, we'll have to we'll have to take another look at it because I think it's a, I think it's a man. I think it's a stunt man. She's doubled by coming through the window, and the edit is very, very, very nearly perfect. There is the the blinkiest of an eye moment where the positioning of the stunt performer's body. And her body just don't sink. And uh, on the strength of that, that's my evidence for saying that's not her. Plus the fact, you know, th- there's a bunch of other reasons for it. Firstly, she's the star of the movie. right? The movie's in enough trouble as it is. The last thing they want is for the star of the movie to f- crash through a window, roll down a roof, and then be trampled to death by a team of horses which have been p- pulling a carriage. Like, that's not going to happen. Um, there's just too many, too many possibilities and risks involved. So we will explore that on Friday. Please come back uh, on Friday to the YouTube, ch- blah, 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 the YouTube channel, and explore that with us because there's a whole bunch of bits and pieces there which I think are fabulous. And uh, if you want to watch it in the meantime, go and do so. Ignore, ignore the script. Let it wash over you. Have a drink. That might be the answer. Have a drink, then watch it. And uh, we will see you all again on Friday for Cutthroat Island. Bye for now.